Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We are beginning tonight's shear in Simon Lamed Beis. We are up to Sivchov, the top line on page 96. The Mechaber says in Sivchov, Tzorech ledaktik bechaseros v'yaseros. You have to be careful in writing the tefillin with missing letters or extra letters. Shin chiser or yiter os achas psulim. If you write one extra letter or you're missing one letter, so the tefillin are puzzled. The effects of the tefillin being possible is that anyone who is wearing them and making a bracha every day is making a bracha levatala. The gam sharui b'choyom below mitzvah tefillin. With one letter missing, a person who is wearing it is spending every day without the mitzvah tefillin. The nimsa onesh hasofer meruba. Turns out the sofer who made this mistake of missing a letter or putting an extra letter is going to be tremendous. Therefore, a person who wants to get involved in writing tefillin and fixing up tefillin has to be a real Yerei Shemayim and Choreid Ledvar Hashem. Let's see the Meshavura of Koton Kuf, Chiser or Yiter. So he said you have to be careful not to have any extra letters or missing letters, because if you're missing one letter or you have one extra letter, that's full in our puzzle. Even if the missing letter or the added letter does not affect the reading of the word at all, like we know sometimes the word has an O sound and there is a Vav, sometimes there's no Vav, it will not change the sounding of the word, but if it's not supposed to have a Vav and you put a Vav there, you have passed the tefillin. Sifkaton kof alef os achas. Not only one letter says in the Shabura, filu im kotzo shal yud chaser ma'akev. Even if you're missing the thorn of the yud, the little thing that sticks out of the yud, that also will be ma'akev. Kedisa b'menachos chav tesam and alef. Sifkaton kuf beis. So we said the sofer who makes his mistake, his onesh is merubet tremendous. Milvad avon gozel achomer. Besides his avera of stealing by taking money and giving pasul tefillin, he also has these other averas on his head that we mentioned in the Mishabu, in the mechaber. And the mishaburo goes on and says, kuf gimel v'chari ledvar Hashem. And he says, Ruisi lahatik po l'shon halavush hatzorech meol le'nyanenu. Chavetz Chaim says. I see fit here to bring down the language of the Levush that's very much needed for our topic over here. And he gives a whole shmuz from the Levush. The Zelah Shono, this is the language of the Levush. Not like people do nowadays, Kama Sofrim, some Sofrim. Shemanichim noorim hamislamdim lichtov tfilin kedei sheyargilum biksav. They allow young children below bar mitzvah to be writing tfilin to get practice. Viachakach roa hasoferim nichtavu kehilchasam vechaseirosan viyaseirosan visagile bahachi. And all the real sofer does is he looks over the writing of the children to make sure there are no extra letters and there are no missing letters and he leaves it as that. Viachakach menichin osan the and then he puts these parshios inside the bottom and he sells them as is. And the sofrim, they understand and they rationalize that the money they're getting 
from selling these fill and his ki'ilu, paying them for training these children how to be sofrim. Umarim lohen pinei heter lomer, and they rationalize by saying, Harei onu bazek higom lechasodim im hanoorim haaniyim, lilmod lohen melechas aksiva bechinam, vihim melechas Hashem. They rationalize by saying, Behold, we are being tremendous gom lechasodim with these poor children to teach them the trade of writing tefillin for free. And that's Malachas Hashem. So they rationalize that they're doing the right thing by allowing young children to write the tefillin and then they go ahead and sell them as kosher tefillin. But says the Levush, I say that their schar, that the chesed they're doing goes out with a tremendous loss. The Adarab and the opposite is true. Lo tov heima osim ba'amam. It's not good that which they are doing for their nation, for Klai Yisrael. Ki nar nar, a child is a child. He does not know the difference between his right hand and his left hand. And he doesn't have any of the kavanas that are needed. And these children, they're like being misasik and the ksiva, they're trying to make a beautiful ksiva, but they have no intention of having the shame kedusha or the shame kavanas mitzvah at all. The punishment of these sofrim is tremendous. Shemachshil as habrios. They are causing people to stumble. Shemenichin osan hatfilin apsulim. They are putting on these tefillin that are apostle. Velo oh, not only that. Kedela hashbiach es mikacho. In order to make his his uh, items that he's selling to look better in people's eyes. Yomar hasofer lakol. The sofer announces to everyone. Anika saftim ubekavana kasaftim. He lies and he says, I wrote the tefillin and I wrote them with the right kavanos. Really, he didn't write it. Children wrote them and they wrote it without the right kavanos. The cholha osin came the vaday asidin liten asadin. And those who are doing such things are for, for sure in the future have to going to give an accounting. Ulakabel anoshem harbe meod, and they're going to get tremendous punishments. Vaaleim neemar on them the pasuk says, Orur osa melechas Hashem remia. Cursed is those who do the melacha of Hashem in a very uh, sly and tricky way. Alkain therefore Yizar calls sofer. We should warn every sofer. The Israchik Mizevitovlo, he should distance himself from these activities and it will be good for him. Dilishmon ha omur eitzel tfilin, because that which we say that tfilin have to be Lishmon, like we discussed last night, Eina kavona l'shem balha tfilin. It's not that the tfilin have to be written for the person who is going to be wearing the tfilin. Kimoga beget, like we say by get, it's sarach l'shem ha'ishva ha'isha. The l'shma by a get has to be l'shem the man and l'shem the woman who are getting divorced. But by tefillin, it has nothing to do with the shame the person who is wearing them. Rak the shame kedushas tefillin. I and Shavak discussed last night. It has to be the shame kedushas tefillin. V'siim alzed. The levush ends off on this and says, "Umin haroi lemish yeish koach biyado." It's befitting for one who has it within his power. Lumanos kosve tefillin muhuganim that he should appoint sofrim to write tefillin that are proper, that are anche emes sone betza. Balei Torah, Yirei Elukim, V'charedim, Aldvaro, B'chol Ir. That every city should have proper God-fearing people that will be writing the tefillin. Kemoshem emanim shochatim u'botkim. The same way we appoint God-fearing shochtim and botkim. 
Shelo yaminu lechol asofrim. We shouldn't just believe any sofrim. Shein kavanosam elo laharviach mamon ayedek siva v'tikun yafat basias atfilim. We shouldn't be believing these people that their whole intention is to make some money through writing and fixing up the tefillin to make them look all nice. And even though certainly to make beautiful tefillin is certainly a milo, we should want tefillin that are beautiful, that are written very nicely with a nice ksav, but that's only if you have the proper kavana for the kedusha as well. But for that, they're not careful. Enough said, till here, that is the shmuz of the Levush. The Kosa Besefer Baruch Shama, the Sefer Baruch Shama writes, Yichdov Osios Tovim Utamimos Velo Shvuros. One should write Philin, he should write good letters, they should be complete, they should not be broken. Ubemitun Ubekavana Gedola, they should be written slowly and with tremendous Kavana. Velo Yimahir Odom Bixivasa Kede Larviach Momon Harbe, a person should not be writing Philin quickly in order to make more money. Ki also Revach Yelech Liibur Uledeiraum. Because that profit that he makes is going to go to waste. V'yafsid nishma, so he's also going to lose his neshama. Ki humachti asarabim. By writing the tefillin too quickly and not having the right kavanas and not writing it properly, that will be causing the public to sin and that's bad news. V'chol misha kosei tefillin tovim ukshayim kifiyachotu. And anyone who does the right thing. And he writes good and kosher tefillin to the best of his ability. Scharo kafel umechupel. His schar is doubled and doubled. V'nitzol medina shel Gehenim, and he'll be saved from the judgment of Gehenim. V'kasa b'sefer chasidim simen pehei v'tzidkaso omedas laad. He dashes the pasuk of tzidkaso omedas laad. Zeh mezake rabim. That's the one who helps out the rabim. Kegon hamelamed liyerei Hashem tikun tefillin lasakin laachirim. That he teaches people that fear Hashem, how to fix up tefillin to help people out. V'ayin b'simen lamites. Mosai Odom Roi Lichtov Tfilin, when a person in fact is appropriate to be writing Tfilin. Let's go weiter in the Machabir Sif Chof Aleph. Kol Parsha Achar Sheyichdevena Yikreena Heita Bekavona Vediktu Pamayim Vishalosh. Every Parsha that one writes, he should read it over two and three times to make sure it's done properly. And then Vyachsor Vyikreena Kodem Sheyitnena Besoch Besa. And then before he puts each parsha of the Shoros into its proper bias, he should read it again an additional time. So he shouldn't mix up the parshas where they go in the tefillin. So Mechaber says a person who writes a parsha, each parsha should be written read over three times to make sure it's okay. And then when you're putting them in, it should be read a fourth time to make sure it goes into the proper place. Says the Mishabura Sifkotan Kuf Dalud. It should be read well, if you find even one letter that's missing in any parsha, it's not only that parsha that becomes possible, but everything that's written afterwards, because that would mean the parshas were written in like you remember we looked in the beginning of the simon that you write the four parshas in order, if you miss the letter in the first parsha, you go back and correct it, so you've made all the parshas that follow all Shalok Sidron. Siv Chav Beis. Back to the Mechaber. Tov Lenasos Akul Muskodem Sheyasri Lutova Parsha. 
We know the writing is done with a quill and with ink. One should test out the quill before he begins writing in the parsha. If you have too much ink that's on the quill, it's going to smudge, it's going to be an incorrect writing, it's not going to be good. So once you test it out, we'll see how you do that in the Mishabura, but let's first finish the Mechaber. So too, one should be careful before he writes any shame of Hashem. He should go back and read everything that he wrote so far till he gets to the shame. Because if you can have any mistakes earlier that cause you to put it in Geniza, so you're writing Hashem's name for no reason, it's going to go to waste, and therefore... Not only does the Mechaber say you should test your quill before you start writing to make sure there's not too much dio on it, but also before you write the shame of Hashem, you should go back and read everything till there to make sure everything is correct so you don't get into trouble. Let's see the Mishabura in Sivkaton Kufay. Kodem Sheyaskil. Again, test out the kumbas before you start writing. The Mechaber over here doesn't mean that before you start writing a parsha, you test out the quill. Rather, each time you start writing in the parsha, you test out the quill. It's not just one time, it's each time you begin, each time you dip your quill in the ink, you should test it out before you start writing. This is going on the second point of the Mechaber, that before you write the Shem Hashem, you should read everything that you wrote so far. You have to read back what you wrote in that parsha, but not in the previous parsha. Otherwise, you're going to get into trouble through this. When a person dips in the kulmus, the quill, into the ink to write the Shem Hashem, Lo Yaschil Lichtov Oso Miyod. He shouldn't take the quill from the ink and immediately start writing the Shem Hashem. Shelo Yasidenu Bribudyo. You don't want to mess up the Shem Hashem with too much ink. Oulai Yesha Love Seyar. Or maybe there's a hair that's on the quill. Velo Yetzeak Sav Miyushar. And the writing is not going to come out straight. Vigami Shum Shetzarach Lakadesh Adyosha Akumus. Terem sheyichtov Hashem. Also, we want to be mekadesh the ink that's on the quill before we start writing Hashem's name. We don't want to jump into writing Hashem's name. We want to give some kedusha to the ink before we write Hashem's name. Lachain, therefore, yechavin laniach os achas milichtov kodem Hashem. You should leave off the last letter before the shem Hashem begins. And when you dip in the quill to the ink to write the Shem Hashem, you first write one letter before the Shem Hashem. That's Mekadesh the Dio. You make sure that you have the proper amount of Dio before you write the Shem Hashem. And then you write the Shem Hashem. The Imlo Asa Kain, if you did not do this, meaning you did not remember to leave over a letter before the Shem Hashem to write first, so what's the Eitzah? So you chapes achar os otog dio. You should find some other letter or some other crown that needs a little extra ink. Viyamalena, you should fill it up with the ink from this quill. Vekosev Hashem, and then you should write the Shem Hashem. So ideally you should leave over a letter previously to write properly before you write the Shem Hashem. If you forgot to do that, so find another letter that's done right, just not dark enough so you dark it in a little bit, and that way you've tried out the quill before you write the Shem Hashem. 
Let's say you start writing the Shem Hashem, and now you need more ink to finish up the Shem Hashem. So, so you're writing uh, the first few letters of the Shem Hashem, and you see you need more ink. Don't go back to the regular ink. Go back to a previous letter before the Shem Hashem that's still a little moist and take the ink from there to finish up the Shem Hashem. But don't dip the quill back in the letters in the Shem Hashem to finish up the Shem Hashem. There are those who are lenient and they say you can in fact take the ink in the other letters of the Shem Hashem to write the later letters of the Shem Hashem. The Bizui Leka, they say that's not considered a Bizayon. After all, you're taking the ink from the Shem Hashem to continue on and write the Shem Hashem. And therefore, it's not a Bizayon. The first sheet obviously holds, it's not proper to be taking away any ink. It's like a... It's like erasing a shtickle, the Shem Hashem, to take ink away from the letters of the Shem Hashem, and you can't even use it for the Shem Hashem itself. But the second shita is more lenient, and he says that it's not considered a bizayom. The Mishabur then says, So you forgot to leave over a letter before the Shem Hashem, which you were supposed to do, and you need to get more ink. Sorry, it's not going back to that case. It's going back to time. You need more ink to finish up the Shem Hashem. So he said, take the ink from previous letters before the Shem that has extra ink that's still moist. But now you realize you have no letters written previously that have any moisture to them. You have no ink to take from there. So Azai Yitbo Mechadosh. Then you could dip the quill into the regular ink. And again, the same thing. You would try to find a letter that needs to be thickened up a little bit or a tyog that needs to be thickened up a little bit and fill it in first and then go to the Shem Hashem. All these things we're saying over here is for the best way to do it, but it is not Ma'akev B'Dyevet. That is Sifchav Beis. Let's begin now Sifchav Gimel. If a person finds that he left out a letter, there is no Eitzah. You missed a letter, you're done. If you to go back and fill in a letter that you're missing, that will be writing the tefillin out of order. And that's possible because the Pasuk says, And we dash him from the word of Yehu That it has to be done in order as it is in the Sefer Torah. If you wrote an extra letter, so then Then there is an Eitzah, you can't scrape away an extra letter that is, that is there. If it is at the beginning of a word or at the end of a word, just scrape it away and you're good to go. But if the letter that's extra is in the middle of a word, you can't just scrape it away. If you scrape away an extra, you wrote extra above in the middle of a word, you scrape it away. So now your one word looks like two words, that's going to be a problem. So the Mechaber over here in Sifchov Gimel says, if you find that you missed out on a letter and you went right there, you're stuck, you can't go back, it's Shalok Sidron and it's Puzzle, no good. If you see you wrote an extra letter, if it's at the beginning or ending of a word, so then you can scrape it away and you're good to go. If it's in the middle, you got a problem because by scraping it away, you have now made one word look like two words. So we'll begin the Mishabura on that tonight and we'll continue with Mitzvah Shem tomorrow. The Mishabura says in Sifkaton Kuv Ches, Takana, 
We said, If you're missing a letter, there's no way to fix it up. By being mashlam and adding on that letter. Very important addition to the Shavuot says over here, we're talking about specifically where you realize you missed the letter, after that point you already wrote some Shemos of Hashem that can't be erased. The Elav Hachi, because if not so, meaning you realize in the last line of the Parsha that you missed the letter, so there is an Eitzah. What's the Eitzah? The Elav Hachi, Yigarat Sofa, just erase the rest of the Parsha and go back in order and write it properly. But if you already wrote the Shemos of Hashem after the, the missing letter, after the missing letter, so then you can't erase what's afterwards, you can't erase the Shem Hashem, and therefore you're stuck. So the Mishavu is explaining that when the Mechaber says that if you realize you're missing a letter, there's no way to fix it up, that's only true if you wrote a Shem of Hashem afterwards. Because then you can't erase everything afterwards, you can't erase the Shem Hashem, you're stuck. But if you only wrote some regular words afterwards, you can erase everything afterwards, and now rewrite everything with the missing letter in the proper place, and it will be good to go. Sivkatan Kuv test, the reason why you can't write filling out of order is in the Pasuk of the Hayu, which tells us, so says in the Shabura Kuv test, Pirish Kasedish and Echtavos Batorah Yuk Suvim. In the same order in which these parashos are written in the Torah, that's how it has to be written in the Tfilin. Sivkatan Kuf Yud Os Achas. We said if you have one extra letter, so again, you could scrape it away if it's in the beginning or the end of a word. The Imkasav Teva Yaseira. If you wrote an extra word, Yigrerena, you could scrape it away. And you can leave the place empty. That would be fine. An extra word also, scrape away the whole word and leave it empty. In brackets he says, and we'll discuss this more in a moment, this is only if, if you don't have any letters, and the word that's before it, that you could, that you're able to extend and stretch out the mokamahu. So you'd only leave the place empty if you have no way to extend the letter that is right before it. And we'll see more about that in a moment. But leaving off the brackets, the Mishnah said, if you wrote an extra word, you can scrape it away and leave it empty. The ein hecholok posel. And the empty space in the middle will not pass a tefillin. Kol she'ein b'mekomo k'shir ha'revach she'bein parshal aparsha shu k'day tes osios. We normally leave over a space that can fit nine letters between parshios. So if you scraped away an entire word that was extra, as long as the empty space is not nine letters, which would make it seem like a separate parsha, it will be okay just to leave it blank again if it's less than nine letters. Sometimes there's an Eitzah, even if the space will be more than nine letters worth, there's still going to be an Eitzah. And what is that? If you're able to extend out the letter that ended the word before, that would also be okay. In other words, you scraped away an entire extra word and you have now nine spaces between and that's a problem. But if the letter before is a letter that can be extended into those, those uh, nine spaces to make it, let's say, seven or eight spaces, so now the space is okay, it would be okay. The Yosir means even more than that. In these cases where the film with Takabi Puzzle, because of the empty space, even if 
even if the letter that ended off the previous word was a hey or a kuf, you could also extend the roof of the hay or the roof of the kuf to make the space less. In other words, the classic case, and we'll discuss this more tomorrow night, is let's say you have the letter Bays. So the letter base extends on top and bottom. So there's no rules exactly how long the top and bottom have to be on the base. So you can always extend it, both of them. And you have a longer base, and now the space is less than nine letters. The Mishibura says, if you don't have a base there, but you have a hay, so hay we'll see is a little more controversial. But he says that the Eved, when you have this space, it's going to pass you you can extend just the roof of the hay. We'll see why that is not so posh in a moment. But that's what he says. If it's a hay or a kuf, so you could extend just the gag in order to invite the revach. The afal Ideally, the second leg of the hay should be directly under the end of the roof. That's where it should be. The kuf as well. Right when the roof ends, that's where the line underneath should be exactly. In this case, you have no other eight, so you could extend the roof so the leg will be somewhere in the middle. So there's no peda b'diavid. If you look at Noah 52, he points out that later on we're going to see a machlokas rishonim b'tzura sa'os hay. In regular smallest shrichelios keneged sofa gag, does the left leg have to be directly under the end of the roof? O shema kshera av keneged emtza gag. Or is it also okay in the middle of the roof? Later on we pass in shetzaro shetia b'sofa gag. We hold it has to be at the end of the roof. Or kasev shom shem efsher l'sakna. If you can't fix it. Harehik Sheira Belotikan, it's fine as is. Sheyesh Lismoch al Harishonim Shesovrim Shekahu Ikitsurasa. Since there are Rishonim that hold that the leg of the hay and the kuf could be in the middle, so therefore, in the case with the evidence that you're stuck, you can rely on the Shitos, the Alpizek, Kosov Khan, based on other Mishnah writes over here. Shebidyevid and Kpeda Kavan Sheyeshila Sakna. Lamaisa, you have nine nine uh, letters worth of space that passes your tfilin, and you have a kuf over there. So even though we'll we hold like the post that say the line should be right under the end of the roof, but we're stuck. It's gonna pass everything. So Bidyev, we could say extend the roof and rely on that shita that says it is okay. Continues the Mishabu in the third to last line on page ninety-six, because of the Primagodam. Tibiteva Kefula. Interesting, Shiloh over here, you have two words that you accidentally wrote identical one after the other. You're supposed to write one, but you wrote the same word twice. you got to get rid of one of them. Tov Yoser Limchok It's better to erase the second word that you wrote. Why? The first word you needed there, so you wrote it properly. The second one was unnecessary. You wrote it extra. So says the Primagodim, better to erase the second word. However... But if before the first word, there's a letter that could be extended to take up some of the space, then it's better to erase the first word. Now we said before, the space between Parshos is nine letters. Rabbeinu Tam is Machmir, that it's, it's three letters. Here it's a Chumrah. So therefore, if you're going to erase a word, so if it's going to be even three letters worth, according to Rabbeinu Tam, it's going to be a problem. According to other Rishonim, it's fine. So if you want to satisfy Rabbeinu Tam, which ideally you should, so even though the Prima Gadam says to erase the second word, which you wrote unnecessarily, don't erase the first word, but if the, before the first word you have a letter that can be elongated, and you can make the space less than three letters to save and follow the sheet of Rabbeinu Tam as well, better to do that. Meaning if you're going to erase the, 
Second word, you're going to be left with a space of four letters, and you can't elongate the last letter of that word, so it's better to erase the first word, have the four-letter space, and elongate the letter before, which could be elongated, and make the space less than three letters to satisfy the shita of Rabbeinu Tam as well. And the last Mishabru we'll do tonight is the Kodon Kuf Yeralov, we said Sheyigurur. That's going on. That if you have an extra letter, if it's in the beginning or end of the word, just scrape it away. This will not be a problem of chaktochos that we've been discussing when you carve out letters. You're not carving out anything in the word or letter itself. You're just taking away an entire letter. That's not a problem of chaktochos. That would be okay. We will pick up from here in Mirz Hashem and Kuf Yud Beis tomorrow. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including myrmakaymas on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS, that's 203-312-7427, or email info at shasilluminated.org.